most people your age would say, ah, oh, Boring. Oh, what they're missing, Ron. And I didn't know what I was missing until I discovered it. So, how did you discover it, Patricia? It was by accident, and it was yesterday, USA. I discovered on my pass through, I was looking for talk show radio. I love talk show radio. And yesterday, USA was listed in Live 365 in the talk show news category. And I thought, well, this is pretty cool. You know, yesterday, maybe they'll have some historic news as well. And I clicked on it, and it was old-time radio. And I thought, you know, this is pretty neat. I remember my grandparents talking about Fibber McGee's closet, and my mother would make comments once in a while that related to an old-time radio show that I never knew anything about. And suddenly, what they were talking about began to make sense to me. And gosh, they were fun shows. So that's how I got there. Yeah, you know, before we had those, um, well, in Hawaii we had, we didn't have cable um, internet. We had those, um, you know, phone dial-up or whatever, you know. And every so often it would cut on and rebuffer and rebuffer, you know. That, kind of. uh-huh. that used to drive me nuts, you know. <laughs> Listen to a show and it cuts off and it's rebuffering. But now with, with the advent of cable and all that kind of stuff. It's not doing that anymore. So I can listen to you and Walden without having to worry about having anything rebuff. <laughs> I know. Te- technology has really come a long way because I remember listening to old-time radio on yesterday back in 1998 and I'm buffering with a big problem. <laughs> big problem. I can imagine so. You know? Yeah. And now look, I mean, in 1998, you couldn't, I don't think you would have been able to do a, a Saturday night show from um, Costa Mesa, um, coming from Texas, you know what I mean? Emulating from Texas. No, no, you have to thank Bill Bright for building this network and shipping it to me in 2002. Yeah, it's, uh, Bill, Bill's idea to get me a studio here and uh, and be sitting here, you know? So. It was Walden's idea to get me in Florida, yeah, and it yeah. just blows my mind. We're talking to you in Hawaii. Walden is in California. The station is in Texas, and I'm in Florida. We've got... Uh, now, Walden, how do you... Okay, now, you, you have okay, you have this 505 number, okay? Right. How do you get hold of Patricia on another... <laughs> uh, no, well, I'm blessed. I have three phone lines. And so, Patricia is on my house phone. Okay. So... Nobody, good thing my mom and dad are morning people, because at 7.30 at night last year, when I have Frank on or Patricia on, you know, nobody bothered to call in because they can't get through, you know, the house. So, so that's my house phone. Uh, the number where people call in, that is typically um, the number during the day, if I don't pick, sorry, fax number. And then I have a third phone line, which has been our family business. My dad's been in real estate, and that's where I hook up. The station. I use, I hook up the broadcast equipment uh, and send it down to Texas on the third phone line. So. Oh, that's how you. Yeah, that's how I do it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a, and you can put you can put all the phone patches into the one bar on the third line. Uh uh-uh. Patricia is on one line. I'm on another. Right. And we're both patched into the third line to Texas. Yep. And and Bill. Bill who is a computer, uh, a broadcast genius, built most of this equipment from Radio Shack. He goes down to Radio Shack and uh, 
carve by these little speakers and carves them out and put new wiring in and make spe customize it just for me. So normally something that would cost five thousand dollars, he can put it together for fifty bucks. Now, not not being able to see, how do you know that you really are on the air? Uh, it's a great way to get new callers because if I'm off there, that's when the people call me. Oh. oh. <laughs> um. There's a, for, you know, that's why I need people to call me, because I don't have, I have, I'm, <clears throat> I'm flying blind back here, <laughs> because, um, the only way I can tell, a couple of things, um, if we're having broadcast problem, I have a special phone number that I call down to Texas and listen to see what I send here down to Texas, into the studio. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, so, right. So, I have that. So, I know I can I can tell from California to Texas. Now, I have no idea from Texas to California until somebody or me turn on my computer and listen to it. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way I know if we got any, any you, problem. You have a limiter so you won't overmodulate when you're playing the shows and stuff. I try. We have, we have a bit of a limiter, but we don't, we don't, we don't overload it too badly. So it gives me a little maneuver. And... You know where, how much to put the dial up so you know that... Yeah, basically what I try, right. what yeah. I, yeah. What I try to do is call down to Texas and and adjust the board how I think it will sound in Texas and hopefully it will sound okay for everybody. Sometimes I'm good at it, sometimes I'm, I'm terrible at it. So we do the best we can. Oh, you sound good. Good. Um, yeah, you, you know, it sounds perfect on my end. Um, oh, good. Uh, good. So it sounds yeah. good in Hawaii. Hopefully it sounds good in New York. You know, that's right. I can hear you on my internet radio and on my iPhone. So I can, you're covered all over the place with me now. And, and by the way, everybody, oh, huh? we, we are now on iTunes. Uh, yeah. iTunes, iTunes now has a, has a radio uh, station on iTunes. And Patricia can talk about that in a little while. But we're now... If you start going to the website, Yesterday USA, you can go to iTunes and listen to Yesterday USA. Patricia, have you ever tried that? On iTunes? Uh-huh. Yeah. I listen to iTunes all the time, and I did tune into the station the other day, and it works beautifully. Where are you, iTunes radio or something? On iTunes. It's got, um, iTunes has, and I don't know how it works, on uh, Windows or on a PC. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, iTunes comes with um, a music, what, the, what they title music, and that shows everything that you have stored in there. I load my CDs on the computer, and I am, I am able to load everything that I have on a CD into iTunes, and that's where I keep my files. Then they have um, podcasts, which you can, of course, get shows in from... Uh, the iTunes store, and then they also have a link for radio, and they've got various categories in radio, and Yesterday USA is listed under the news talk category in the radio section of iTunes. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. So I can listen to them on the radio. I can listen to them over, I say on the radio, I use my, my computer headset for the same thing. And uh, it comes in just beautifully. Well, that's nice. That's nice. So you guys are on iTunes, <laughs> on iPhones, and 
And, and oh, Ron, we've got you coming and going. Well, you're covered all over the place. Well, anyway, you two, uh, I'll be listening to CVS and stay awake past 4.30 in the morning, Eastern Time. Uh, well, I, think, I think there's a good chance we're going to make it. And, and, and Patricia, again, thank you so much for you. And I, I speak for, I'm sure, uh, everybody that plays the game with you, Trivia. You, you bring so much joy by being so generous with them. What do you want? What do you want? Did you, you want comedy? Comedy or detective? Detective, or you want me to put on my hard hat and I'll look around for whatever you want? You're so generous. <laughs> I go, I go mining expeditions, and I come back with some really nifty stuff. And at four thirty in the morning, I don't know how you can be so excited about. But by, by, I'll look around for you. I'll find it. I'll see where. If me, I'd be so grumpy at four thirty. I can't find it. Just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, take what I've got. <laughs> just take what I want to send you, and if you don't like it, well, that's tough. <laughs> but you're not that way. So I, I admire you for that. And Walden, you you uh, really uh, it's amazing how as young as you are, but both of you, that you have so much historical knowledge and, and stuff, and that you, you're carrying out um, um, the hobby and the... The love for old old radio shows because I've often wondered after people like us who were born in the 40s passed away, what's going to happen to old radio shows? You know, I think he's in great hands. I mean, my our friend Martin Graham is just turned 30, and here he's written like 17 books on old time radio. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the hobbies. Our friend Ben Omar, the book publisher, is about 35. The hobbies is in very good hands with people who really love and care it, care all about it. I, I'm very excited about it. But but I'm 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 glad because boy, um, you know there there are a lot of people who are you guys age and mm -hmm. and don't want to even listen. But there are many I guess who I don't know that love it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and so I'm 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 appreciative that you guys are carrying out the tradition. So we'll talk to you guys later. I, I talked myself out. I, All right. Well, uh, go take a nap, and when you wake up, you're going to call back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll be listening to the February email. Show. By the way, Patricia, is it, are they still making up? Is, is this, do we still have pet milk? Yes. Do we have pet milk? That's a great question. We have pet milk. That's a great question. It's in the store. We have is? milk. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, what about Dorothy Lamore? Seal test. Do they still make seal tests? <laughs> don't know. I they, I well, I don't buy ice cream anymore, so I don't know about seal test ice cream. Well, they they made other dairy products. I think they had milk. They and had they, seal test milk. I think they did. You don't actually eat ice cream anymore. Say that again. You don't eat ice cream anymore. No, I don't eat ice cream anymore. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Thanks. <laughs> it, um, no, I'm not an ice cream person. I get to eat other stuff, like sugar-free chocolate syrup, which is an oxymoron as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> sugar-free chocolate syrup? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I will go uh, hang up on you guys and nibble on my sugar-free... No, I don't think I, I want to do that. Yeah, I wonder what she put. We'll, 
more ask Patricia, what she put sugar, sugar, sugar-free chocolate syrup on she doesn't put it on ice cream? In my milk. Oh, I forgot about that. Chocolate milk. Chocolate. There you go. That sounds kind of neat. Yeah. In fact, Patricia, you know, I, I have a good Wait, friend. Child. I have a good friend at Lion Club, and uh-huh. three blocks away we have the uh, fairground, and we have Centennial Farm, which is where we have the animals, goats and cows. And my friend Ron, who's in seventy, is a retired plumber. He called Farmer Ramsey, and you, if you, you know, you, he takes care of the pigs. You know, I show you the pig cam. Uh huh. Um. He also gives tours of the far of the farm, and he always asks people. Oh, he's a little kid. They take the school bus, six, you know, six, seven, eight kid, and a, a brown cow and a white cow. <laughs> and he asked the kid, "All right, which one produced the chocolate milk?" And they said, "The brown cow." And he said, "No, your mom gives you your chocolate milk." Mom is not a cow, however. <laughs> We have to watch our terminology here. <laughs> so are you in the Lions Are you in the Lions Club? Walden? Are you in the Lions Club? Line, uh-huh. I'm president of my Lions Club. How long have you been a member? I've been a member about 14, 15 years. Good for you. I was a member for about 20 years. and In fact, I was president about two times. And... Uh, I, I enjoyed my service in the Lions Club. I had, I had a good time. It's a good it's a good thing to do. Yeah, sure is. Well, good luck to the two of you. We'll talk to you guys again, okay? Sounds great, Ron. Ron. It's a great conversation. I'm glad you called. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. And there Hello. goes our buddy Ron. Yeah. Well, then turn me down one notch. Can you try that? Uh-huh. And uh, go Patricia. She's going to be at number four. Number four is a good number. 714-545-2071. It's, it's hot out here. Like, you know, 71 to 72 degrees. I, I know. I know. I have the windows open, the fan going. More people will kill me because I guess it's... I was talking to a friend, uh, Delana, like over 100. It's been for, forever in Texas, I guess, and other parts of the country, you guys been cooking out there, so. Yeah, it was I only think... 94 here today, Ooh. which is, by, by other, I mean, it's usually, that's a, a pretty fair, between 92 and 94 during the summer months, and especially in August and September, it's 84 right now, Walden. What's your favorite time of the year in Florida? Ooh, in Florida? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think after Easter. Uh-huh. So you think the spring? All of the winter residents have gone home. Oh, okay. Easter is their go-home time. Uh-huh. And it's not that I want to get rid of them. It's that we can get places. <laughs> well, you know, it's true. I mean, yeah. you, it, you might as well cross the beach off your list during the winter, unless you get out there, like, at dawn. Yeah. And you decide to go out at about 5 o'clock in the evening. It's pretty cool. But during the day, it's very difficult to get to some places, and especially the beaches. So, you know, springtime, and it's not very hot, usually. This this year, it was different. It's, it's not usually very hot. So April and May are very good months. I really enjoy them a lot. Good. 714-545-2071. Give us a call, everybody. Uh, 714 545 
2071. Uh, Patricia and Ryan and I were talking about Dorothy Lamore. Dorothy had her own radio show. And I thought, everything I read about Dorothy and I seen her, I saw her perform, she was a very nice, down-to-earth person. And a classic story about Dorothy Lamore, Glenn Hall Taylor was her director in radio for the Seal Test show that ran from 1948 to about 1949, one year. It was Dorothy's show. She had guest stars. And Glenn Hall Taylor told us to Spurvac he was assigned to the show, and he went to see Dorothy, and they had lunch. And Dorothy said, I just want to let you know, I cannot sing, I can't act, and I'll take good, but I'll take really good direction. And he just fell in love with her. Here was a star who had no pretense. And she was coachable. And whatever Gwen wanted to do, she would be happy to do it for him. What a refreshing attitude that must have been yeah. for him. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. How terrific. So Dorothy Lamore was known to be really a, uh, uh, you know, a, a gal who... Uh, who had no pretense. You know, she was dis- yeah. she was dis- uh, discovered running an elevator in Chicago. She wow. she was she was working for I forget what famous department store. Somebody who from Chicago maybe can tell me the famous department store. Uh, Fields, uh, Fields department store. She was running the elevator and got discovered. And I discovered running an elevator. Yes. I mean, you're not singing, you're not dancing. No, no, but probably, she, probably her looks and everything, they, that's how she got discovered. Uh, she was knocked your socks off beautiful. Oh, yeah. And so she became a band singer and then uh, moved to Hollywood and uh, started her running film from the 30s. And um, she married in the early 40s. She, her husband passed away, I remember Oh, late 70s, early 80s, and after six months, he said, after losing, he said, okay, what am I going to do? So she got herself back on the stage, and until she passed away, she pretty much was part of musicals and things, and sang songs and did things, but that's, that's what she wound up doing. A remarkable gal, so... Indeed. Yeah. 714... Five four five two zero seven one. Her number. Please give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. You can talk about the weather. You can talk about radio. Patricia got trivia. You can you can answer any of her her stuff. Yeah, my stuff. And I have a theme for tonight. Tell me. I haven't had a theme for a long time. It's not really a theme. It's kind of a general question. Like when I asked one time about uh, different products that people might remember or know about from old-time radio days. So tonight I have summer vacation stuff, summer vacation from school. Could be grammar school, high school. When you get into college, it's a little iffy, but (laughs) if that's when you have your good experiences. So... What I'd like to know is what you did on summer vacation. What games did you play? The best vacation or experience you had? Favorite summer vacation memory? Do you have a memory from summer vacation? Products you remember. Um, We hear about the Good Humor ice cream truck making the rounds. I don't even know if Good Humor is still around. Uh, Does Good Humor still? I don't know, but I know we still have ice cream trucks. They come by around here once in a while. You do? Okay. 
So um, also, when did school let out and when did it start again? It seems to be getting out later and starting earlier now. So anything about summertime. So that's my theme for tonight. Summertime. Oh, well, don't you're not forgotten, Walden. <laughs> We've got Walden's questions for tonight. Uh, well, I'll tell you some of the vacation we took at the family. Well, um, I want to ask you your questions first. Are you trying to avoid being... My my try to stump Walden questions. I try to walk away, but she caught me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me your summer vacation. We can stall it. No, no, no. That's no, okay. Tell no. me your summer vacation story. I really want to no, hear it, and no, then I'm going to get you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, it's interesting. You know, my we didn't have a lot of money, so we really didn't go a lot of vacation per se. Uh, growing up, cause, you know, with my eye, with my eye surgery family, you know, we just struggle in the early days. And so a lot of times in the mid early seventies, we would go down to San Diego. But one of our very first, um, and then we would go visit my uncle in San Antonio, Texas, when he was stationed uh, around seventy four. But one of our first big ones I remember was in nineteen seventy eight, and we drove to the family cabin in Wyoming. My dad and his two brothers in the mid-50s uh, went to the Wind Rivers, which is the really out in the boomies of Wyoming, uh, and built from scratch a cabin. Um, they, it was 100 miles from the nearest town. It was an all-day trip to go get supplies. How big do how big you think the nearest town population was, Patricia? <laughs> It sounds like um, Jeb Clampett and his family. <laughs> uh, and this I is dirt road, dirt road, dirt road to get to the town to go get supplies. A dirt road to the town. Okay, I will say 300 people. Take 10%. <laughs> 32 people. Oh my goodness, that's not a town, that's a family. Yeah, that's a family. And that was the biggest nearest town to the cabin. And so... My dad was a dynamite expert, so he blew the rocks that they could build the cabin. And the thing is, the only time you could get there was June, and you had to leave by August, because the rest of the year was pretty much buried in snow. You know, you just didn't want to stay up there because you couldn't get in or out of the area. Cause it's, it's like you had two seasons. You had the 4th of July and everything else. Uh-huh. And I remember the one time we were up oh. there during July, it was the biggest hailstorm ever saw. Really? Yeah, that uh, comes with thunderstorms uh, usually. It did it have a thunderstorm on its tail? Yeah, it did. And the hail came down so hard and fast, it hurts when it hit you. Ooh. And so, you know, we were a thousand, you know. And so, it was our family vacation. The, the only time where we, you know, my, my dad my took us and went up to the cabin and do we see elk eat at your front door? elk and all the wild animals and first time we really ever did any fishing in the lakes and and uh you catch anything uh-huh caught i think a couple of fishes and uh my aunt wanted to cook fried trout you know that's what she liked to do so she would eat seven of them and <laughs> and i uh, just that's a lot of trout that's a lot of trout you bet and so we've also visited my uncle, who was stationed in Utah at the time in the, in the military, and uh, but that's 
That's one of my family's vacation that I remember. It sounds, it sounds really neat. Yeah. So people have to call in with your vacation memories, your vacation stories, uh, times you were out for summer vacation, any vacation experience that was memorable for you. That would be terrific. 714-545-2071. And if you're a first-time caller, you automatically get a CD, which I think is a pretty cool deal. You get a CD for a phone call. That's an awesome deal. And trivia tonight is sidekicks, who uh, I will give you the name of a sidekick, and you tell me who the person belonged to. I gave George Fenneman to Ron in Hawaii, and he knew it belonged with Groucho Marx. So give us a call, and our trivia. And what's that? We have one. Hello, caller. Good evening, gentlemen, ladies. Oh, my God. How are you doing, Fred? Better. Better. I've, uh... Been in bed sick two weeks with the shingles. Oh, my. Oh, Fred, I am so sorry. Not a lot of fun. A lot of fun. How are you but, doing? But we're on, the, we're on the upward bend now, so, yeah. Wow. I don't even want to ask where it bloomed. Wherever it bloomed, it hurt like the Dickens. Yes, it did. Oh, it did. I am so I sorry. It only really hurt bad for a couple of days. So, so, did you finally feel better today? When do you think you finally felt really good? Last couple of days. Good. I've starting to, I've been itching a lot, but it doesn't, it hasn't like tingled or hurt or any of that other stuff. Oh, yeah. Boy, I'm, I am so glad. Uh, there, there are times when people talk about it being with them for months and months and months. I'm, I'm so glad that... It sounds like you're having an easier time of it than that, but there is no such thing as an easy time with shingles. I am just so sorry. What an awful thing to have to contend with. Well, it wasn't a lot of fun, but especially, you know, in the summertime, I'm going to get it. Well, well, I get it now when I can get out and about, but <laughs> that's the way it is, I guess. Well, well, it's good to hear from you. Did, um, did the anticipation of talking with us make you feel any better? <laughs> Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> uh, what is your temperature up there this week? Uh, Daytime. Oh, uh, high 80s, low 90s. You're doing pretty well up that's, there then. That's pretty good. Yeah, the northeast and pockets of the northeast, they have just been hammered. Yeah. They yeah. hammered with temperatures. It's awful. Well, I hear people up here all the time. Oh, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. And they start bitching and moaning. And, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? We, we get about three months of nice warm weather. And I'm just, I feel like, just shut up and enjoy it, you know? <laughs> uh, if they want humidity, I checked the humidity the other day because we had had rain. It was warm, which means, of course, it was evaporating or hanging in the air. And it had cooled down a little bit, and our humidity was 98%. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. I mean, it's just part of the territory here, and it doesn't happen very often. But I thought, now that's something I can brag about. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. You have a lot of bed and breakfast places up there, Fred? I mean, I would They're tell. everywhere. They're everywhere, huh? Wow. I live in a town that's probably, oh, God, I, I don't know, what is our population? Maybe, maybe 1,400 people? Uh-huh. And there's probably ten in this town alone. <laughs> <laughs> Every family has one. Yeah, You're the only one who doesn't have place. one. 
Yeah. But how much can you expect to spend for a weekend or a week? Do you know what the prices are? I have no idea. Well, that's your homework assignment for next week. <laughs> Walden is giving out homework assignments, so I thought I could, too. Well, I don't know how much it costs for me to stay here. Nothing. I live in my own damn house. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 who will come and visit Vermont? Is it mostly New Yorkers? Who will come? Oh, everybody. Everybody comes. It's a, it's a nice everybody. city in the summertime. Especially in the, in the fall. Oh, especially in the fall with all the colors? Yeah. Well, now, are there... The maple syrup that's grown, are those are, are even run by the family, so that's pretty much all big-time commercial stuff. Oh, there's a lot of small guys. Uh-huh. A friend of mine does it. He probably does 15 gallons a year. That's a lot for one person. That's a lot, yeah. It's a lot of work. When you consider, I think it's, what did he tell me, 32, 28 gallons of syrup for a gallon of sap or something? Yeah, it's uh, the other way around. You get 28 gallons of sap for a gallon of well, that's what I bet. Yeah. Uh, of syrup. It, I mean, I, I understand. I read it just for the first time a few months ago, and I thought, this cannot be. How can you get that much out of a tree? But it's remarkable. By the time they finish boiling it down, yeah. you're left with. Yeah, you got to get a whole lot of sap to make a little bit of syrup. Right. Well, um, you were listening the night. Fibber McGee decided he was going to make his own syrup <laughs> out with a three-inch bore drill. Good luck. <laughs> he, he put a hole in a wrong tree anyway. I don't know if it was an elm tree or an ash tree or something like that, but it, it was a cute show. He decided he was paying too much, and you couldn't get it. I guess it was during wartime rationing, and he was going to do his own maple syrup. So he went out with a drill bit. That was a three-inch drill bit. <laughs> You know, I, in the mid-90s, Fred, I was going to MBA school, and I was reading reports that Vermont was still trying to protect a lot of mom-and-pop businesses. Is that still pretty much true, or are the mom-and-pop shops having a, you know, being, if Walmart and other ones starting to come into Vermont? Oh, they're coming. Okay. Small but sure. Uh, um, I know they voted a, a big Walmart down up north here not too long ago. They kept hubbing and hawing over this and over that, and it met 500 jobs in the area. And finally, Walmart said, screw it, and they went 10 miles and went over the state border. Mm. Um, so there are, there is there is some, uh, you know, stuff out there trying to get trying to get that stuff stopped. Uh-huh. But it's coming. Like, okay. we're getting a, uh, a uh, Hannaford's. Um... And we we got them now, but they're just in a small place downtown until they build a new store. And there's a small group here that's fighting it. They don't want the Hannaford. They don't want the the big the big guy coming into the town, you know. And it's not a name I recognize. Is it a department store? Oh, Hannaford's. It's like it's a grocery chain. A grocery chain. Walden, are you familiar with that? No, no. So it must be a a, a New England based company. Probably, it's probably northeastern. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but they're big up here. They're all over the place, and they, they got the really big stores. Um, we got a Walmart it's only 17 miles away in Rutland, you know, so they're coming in slowly. Uh, you know, we have, we have what, we have it bad in this state. I think we have it in this whole country, actually, what I like to call a pendulum effect. Mm-hmm. You know, where we go from, you know, 40 years ago, you could build anywhere in this state, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. 
five years ago, you couldn't build anywhere at all because you might kill some mosquito that bred somewhere in some right. swamp or right. something. Right. You know, there's, there's no... They go from one extreme to the other. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe a hundred years down the road, we settle somewhere in the middle where we should have been all along. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but... Sure, I do. I do. And you're right about the pendulum effect. It, it happens in politics. It happens in the economy. It happens in social attitudes. You, it swings from one side to the other. And sometimes it takes a very long time for it to complete the swing. But it happens. Yeah, and we go back and forth from one extreme to the other. Sure. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to the Vermont country store, Fred? I mean, I've read about it, gone to the web. I've only been there once in my life, and I love it. Tell me, tell tell Patricia about it. What what is so unique about the Vermont country store? It's just all this old stuff, but it's vintage. It's brand new stuff from like the '30s and '40s and '50s, and '60s. They have. Uh, I can remember growing up as a kid. They had those, those tabletop hockey games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That you had with the, the you pull the rods out and the men would move and stuff. They sell those brand new. Um, they've got a 1930. When I was there, they had a 1930 edition of Monopoly. Wow! Oh my word! For sale. Uh, the original Lincoln Lodge from the 60s. They have those. Oh wow! Uh, the little candies that you can get. Mm -hmm. You were you were talking about them one day. You drop them in the water. Mm -hmm. You should be able to get those here. You drop them in the water like grape tablets, and they make grape soda. Fizzies, I think they're called. Right. They sell those there. I understand. Uh, they even, you can even buy Lux soap in the 1940s wrappers there. Yes, you can. You can get all the, all the old stuff, the original wrappings. You get original soda with real sugar in glass bottles. Oh, my. Well, that's a treat, but I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How about just, when place. you were a kid? What do you remember about summer vacation? What was your best experience in the summertime when you were out of school? That's why I called. Oh, oh you have one. I just knew you would. <laughs> uh, was, uh, we used to own a boat, a 32-foot cabin cruiser. Wow. Um, it would sleep seven people. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's a And one day, me, we docked it out of uh, Shelburne Harbor up in Lake Champlain. And one summer, me and my brother, my older brother, uh, my younger brother, either wasn't born or he was a baby. We left him somewhere. We didn't bring him with us. I don't <laughs> remember which. Uh, and my mother and father took the boat, and we went up into... Uh, Got as far up the St. Lawrence Seaway as we could get to Montreal. Uh-huh. I remember we, we took like three or four days to get there. We took our time. Um, we had going out of this boat, having a great time. We stopped at all these little ports. And we stopped this one port in Canada. And I remember it because it was this, uh, I've always wanted to go back and visit it. And it was this quaint little harbor, this little, kind of, little store in it. And there was a little fort across the bay that they used to run a ferry to. I can, I can just remember that place as a kid. I was six years old. But we took from there, we took a bus into Montreal. And I was a big baseball fan. And we happened to get a hotel room at the same room that the Montreal Expos, because a lot of those players were Americans. Wow. Well, they didn't live in Canada, so they lived in this hotel during the season. And we got the same hotel. 
Oh, gosh, that was heaven for you. Oh, I was. I was like, maybe I'll see one of these guys, you know. And huh? I remember me and my mother were coming back from somewhere. We're going up the elevator. And Rusty Staub and two other players. Yep. Rusty Staub was a big player at the time, big red-headed guy. Right. Gets out of the elevator. And he starts trying to pick up my mother. <laughs> making, this is a baseball player making a pass at my mom. <laughs> And he's like, oh, redhead, I like redheads. And, and Mom's like, you know, talking to me, telling me how what a great fan I am. And he goes, well, here, two tickets. He pulls two tickets out of his pocket. He goes, come watch come, come watch my game today. You and the boy, bring the boy. And so Mom goes home, and she gives the brother, my brother, the older brother, the other ticket. And we went to Old Jerry Park, and I saw my first professional baseball game. What a great story. Wow. Did you say you were six? Uh, well, I'm not, I think I'm a little older. I might have been seven or eight. Not much older. That is funny. Yeah. No, he expected your mom to show up with, <laughs> and he had two kids in the seats. That's uh, so cool. What a great story. I can remember on the way home, too, because uh, my brother was always pretty wise, and uh we're taking the cab home, and all of a sudden, he's like, oh, we got to get out here. My parents told me to pick up something. And, I, you know, I'm like a little brat. Like, no, I didn't, Chris. And Chris, like, practically hits me. Go, get out of the cab. Get out of the cab. Come to find out, the cab driver saw two American kids, and he's going to take us for a ride. Oh. The hotel was right down the street, and he was turning right, and Chris saw that. Yeah. He made us walk the rest of the way because wow. the guy was going to rip us off. How old was your brother? At that time. He was about 15 at the time. Pretty smart. He was tuned in. Yes, he was. <clears throat> Great stuff. When did school finish and when did it start? We never began until after Labor Day. Ever. Um, my birthday was September 2nd. And that's always, that was always a hit and miss, but it was usually right before school started. Sometimes it would be in school, but not, usually not. Uh-huh. Well, then Labor Day would have to have been on the 1st in order for that to happen. Right. Um, well, how about getting out? When Do you recall about when school finished for the summer? No, the same time they did out, middle of June. Middle of June. Middle of June. But we always, but now they go back before August is up. Uh-huh. They're going back oh. in two weeks. We, we've weeks. got kids... Um, there was um, a spot on the news the other day in this awful heat, and it happens every single year. They took six kids from the football team, from the same football team, to the hospital from doing practice in 100-degree weather. And they're back in school. They've been back in school. Oh, that's crazy. I know. It's nuts. I know my, my niece for a while. She's now in college. But my brother, who works for the State Department, they've been all over the place. And matter of fact, he's in Bangkok right now. Um, but they lived in California for two years. Now, I don't know if it is where you're at, Walden, but where she was at, they had roving vacations. Huh. Nope. Oh, I remember my brother talking about that when he moved out to Denver with his kids. Huh. They went 12 months a year, and the kids got to pick which three block month they wanted off. Oh, that's pretty neat. Um, it, it kept the schools operating 12 months a year, yeah. which helped, of course, that... Uh, they didn't have to build as many new schools. I, I know some schools right. went on a 10-3 program, 10 weeks of school, 3 weeks off. And they pretty much be going on 
year-round that way. Some schools did that, too. Okay. Yeah, but I never knew they had a rolling three. That's a, that's a neat neat thing. Yeah. I've heard rumors, heard rumors out there that you guys are so broke. Well, we are broke. We, we're looking for a loan from Vermont. There are school districts that are asking for kids to bring in toilet paper and notebooks. I would not be surprised, yeah. California is sort of an interesting animal. What we do, the state uh, takes money from the different county. You send it all back up, then they then they send out equal portion to every school district. And some of the wealthy school districts, like what my area, or whatever, the, the, who the teachers, the the parents care, they actually raise a lot of money to make sure kids are not without stuff. Yeah. And, and other school districts, they don't have those types of uh, parents that have those type of resources. That See, I was just going to say there are an awful lot of districts that can't. It's not that the parents don't care. They don't have the, the resources to be able to do something like that. Right. So are they still hiring people? I knew a while ago, because um, I, 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 I was trained as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, I sent like, my certification lapse, but we got a program back here in Vermont where I can go back to school for a year. Yep. And recertified, and I'm thinking about doing it. But I heard at one point that California is actually hiring people off the street. I mean, not just anybody, yeah. but hiring non-teachers and giving them a certain amount of time to get certified. I, for a while, it was doing that. I had a friend who went to Japan to teach school, so he really wasn't a, a certified in California. Right. And so when he came back to California... Uh, it was hard. He just could not find a teaching position in a school director he wanted to be in. Um, for a while, they were hiring everybody because they thought the baby boomers, you know, the kids, you know, yeah. coming up. Would, but now, California's in a, it's in a major layoff mode of waiting government and state and teacher employees. Okay. Who knows what the, shake, the shakeout's going to be. Fred, when you were a kid, how many students were in the classroom with you? Do you remember how big the classes were? Oh, there are times that whether you're talking high school or elementary school. Elementary school. Elementary school? Uh-huh. 10 to 15 kids. I was up, in some of my classes, up to 43. Sometimes up to, up to 20, but yeah. 10 I, to 15. I was in some classes, up to 43 kids in a classroom. Holy cow. Yeah. And I, I had um, one grade where we were up to 50 in a classroom. Oh. Uh, the only time I ever experienced that was in college the freshman courses that were required. Yeah. Now, we get. that had to be one of the hardest jobs in the world to be a substitute teacher for the day. Oh. <laughs> you know, knowing the kids respect them, the teacher doesn't really have an idea of the game plan. It's it got to be the hardest job in the world to be a substitute Maybe teacher. Sitting job. It, it would give oh. me the hives thinking about it. And we have a, a really large group of people who do it well and they care. And they bring things to the kids that they wouldn't otherwise get. And, I mean, it's not across the board by any means, but we've got an awful lot of in of people in that group I respect a whole lot. I, I love to substitute. You did. What was your secret? What was your secret? I, I substitute and I tutor one-on-one, -on -one, which I also love. I love. I think, oh, yes. I'm a big... We have... Uh, there's a thing here, I don't know where it is in every state, but there's a law in this state where if they suspend a kid from school, mm -hmm. they still mm -hmm. have to provide a minimum education. 
Oh, that's pretty good. Which means they have to be tutored at least eight hours a week. That's where I come in. I'm a big advocate of tutoring. I think, to be honest with you, to really help a kid uh, both ways. If they're, help, if they're behind, tutoring the best thing. If they are smarter than the teacher, why not bring a teacher to who, uh, a tutor that's a special yeah. in science or math? Get the get yeah, the help. I agree. You know, I think the tutoring program is the way to go if we really want to. I know it costs a ton of money, but I'm really convinced it's the best way to help America be on a fast track. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a real big believer, but I, I, I think, unfortunately, I don't want to say the American public is dumb, mm-hmm. but I think we're too dumb to home educate our kids, which I think is too bad. I think, it, it, you know, how human... Cal- home education, it gets down to that, you're talking about that, you know, the ratio of students to teachers. Right. Talking one to one, two to one with your own kids. Right. I know out here it's really big homeschooling. It's really big in California. And it's great if you got the right parents. Yeah, it's great if you got the right parents. And I don't know, is it, is it a regional thing? I don't know, different different parts of the country are as big on homeschooling like California is, but it's a, you know. We have a fair, a, a sizable group who um, home teach here. I'm a reasonably intelligent person, and that's not something I would tackle. I, I just wouldn't, because I don't think I have the resources and the ability to do it. It takes a very special person to be able to uh, pull off homeschooling. That's where, if, if there was enough of it being done, though, mm-hmm. you could hire somebody to be a resource for somebody like you. Sure. Hire somebody for the district, you know. Uh, I want to educate my kids, but I don't know where to start, or where, you know, I, I, and, and you meet with people that know what they're doing. A couple, couple of class examples I found about homeschooling. I just spoke in front of a homeschooling group about two, three months ago. And, you know, the kids are homeschooling in different small groups, but on Friday they get together, the homeschool kid, and have a, pre- a presentation or a speaker to come in and speak yeah. to them. That's important uh, to, I think, have contact with other students in any way. Um, I, I don't care how they come together, but to have a, a community learning situation, I think, is probably the best of all worlds. And it, and again, we have... Uh... He doesn't have to, just because he doesn't, isn't educated at school, he can still participate in theater, music, That's great. the athletics. And I knew a, a, te- uh, a family that homeschooled, and what they did, which I thought was t- smart, they had the kid homeschooled, but they spent the time and effort to make sure he was active in other children's program. You yeah. know, the, the, uh, the four aces, the... Uh, Soccer team, the athletic teams, the, you know, just to, just to make sure he had the social interaction with other kids. Right, which is important. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Hey, Fred? Yeah. Are you in the market? For what, kids? <laughs> <laughs> I have any, so I can't help. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I could do, though. I'm sure there are a lot of parents who would like to give some. Well, I, you know, people tell me, they go, uh, <laughs> I kept saying, you know, I wonder what kind of father I'd make. They say, you, you got all kinds of kids. I said, yeah, but I got the best kids in the world. I can ship them home at 3 o'clock. <laughs> you don't have... <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, the question was, would you like a question? <laughs> Not a kid. No, we don't have any specials on kids tonight. I'll work on that during the week, though. That's something I don't need at this point. Uh, you don't need any. Okay, we need to save them for somebody who does. Well, Fred, Fred, um, tell me, did you apply for uh, elementary school? What, what teaching certificate did you go after? To, um... I had my elementary certificate. Uh-huh. And I taught... I never got a classroom job. I came close a couple times, uh, fresh out of school, and then I kind of fell into this tutoring, and I was getting four or five kids a year, and I loved it. And yeah. it got to the point where it didn't require my certification, Okay. and I had to keep going to classes and paying to take classes to keep the certification up, so I just kind of let it run out. Uh-huh. Uh, just figuring if I ever wanted to get it back, I could do so. You tutor a special? Are you an expert in, in a certain subject, or you able? You gotta make sure you're prepared all the different subjects. I'm general. Uh -huh. I, I can do most any subject. There's a few high class, high end, uh, high school subjects that I'm not comfortable with, like biology, uh, trigonometry. I mean, I'll do math all the way up to algebra two. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, I'll do science. Through like basic science, I'll do anything in history, literature, reading, writing. I'll do any level of those. When, uh, when did you find out? Do you know? Did you find out the kid homework the, the day before? How 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 well you make sure you're prepared? Uh, basically, what they do with me, and I don't know if they do it with other tutors. I think they kind of take advantage of the fact that I'm a trained teacher. Is they'll throw me a syllabus. And I'll say, okay, the kid's out for the semester. He needs to cover this. Do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty reasonable thing. Uh, here's a book. Here's a, here's a workbook. Yeah. Do you want to use any other materials like the internet, whatever? You do your own thing. You go, you, you go to the... I just had a kid. So you go to the... What do you actually do? You do it at the library, at school? What do you... do it at library. Kids I tutor are allowed on school property, so... Oh, some are. Once in a while we go to the, the library at the school, but... Usually we use the community library. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to test your knowledge. Okay. <laughs> Let's pretend we're in home school here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to turn the tables here. Boy, will you see what I've got for Walden later. Okay. I have a question. Who was... Now, did you... Were you tuned in when I explained that I'm giving sidekicks and I need to know the major characters these sidekicks were associated with. I can try. Okay, Cato. Who did Cato belong to? Oh, that's easy, the Green Hornet. Hooray! Very good. Well, see, I, you know, I tell, I tell this to Ray in Chicago. He tells me I ask easy questions, and I tell him they're only easy if you know the answers. <laughs> well, that's true. I know it. Okay, what are you in the market for this week? What kind of shows? Okay. Yeah, for, uh, I'm going to really test your searching skill. Okay. You know those much radio theaters or any of those, the little house, the little plant, the little broad house, little theater on whatever street? Any of those ones that do plays or movies? Uh-huh. 
Any sport hmm. one? I have, I have looks. I have, um... Screen director. Four episodes of those. Screen director Playhouse. I have that one. And, Screen Girl. Um, Campbell's Playhouse and Mercury Theater. Screen Girl. Any of those that have sport-related movies. Okay. Sports-related? Uh-huh. Boxers, baseball players. So, for example, Pride of the Yankee, there's a Lux, October of 1943. There's a oh, oh, man, you really want me to go shopping. Uh, the ba- the Babe Ruth story in Screen Guild. Was um, the one in the champ, too? Yes. Was it that radio play? Uh-huh. I think it did. It's not, you, you think if you just find that, that yeah, would be great. The champ. The champ, Lux Radio yeah. Theater. Um, okay. The Body and Soul. Walden? Yes. I'm going to be in touch with you. <laughs> <laughs> we will fulfill this request. I just want to throw a unique one out there. Fred, you take the cake. <laughs> Fred, how did you how did you find old time radio? Uh, I'm a history buff, and one of the things that fascinated me about the internet. Mm-hmm was the access to history, um, living history. Uh, I found a website that had the training films for the World War II pilots mm. and stuff like that. And one day I just started searching for old-time radio sites. Uh, I found a couple of sites that had um, recordings of old shows. Uh, and then... Um, I came across, I don't know how I came across this, but I came across this one during such a search. I actually got the idea that I used to fall asleep with the TV on. Mm-hmm. I got to have something going on when I go to sleep. Right. And I always found myself waking up to watch what was happening. So I figured it would be better than listening to an old-time radio show. <laughs> You're the one who goes to bed and has breakfast with us when you get up. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Love that. Um, so I, uh... I basically just did an internet search one day looking for old-time radio shows because, I, you know, I know of a couple. I used to listen to The Lone Ranger and another one that used to be on, a, on AM radio when I was a kid. And I just thought it would be neat to find out what was out there. Here we are. Well, Walter and I will work on the homework assignment that you gave us, Fred. Um, this is, I have to say, this is probably one of the more unusual requests I've gotten, and I have a reputation to maintain, okay. so we will put together a collection of sports-related shows and dramas. Yeah. Uh, do you like Bill Stern? We can buy a whole bunch of Bill Stearns to help fill well, up. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, oh, see, I can do that. Yeah. I have that would be good. Stern. Mel Stone, the newsreel man. Yeah, sportsman. And I have one with Leo DeRocher. I have a, uh, a set of his shows. Uh, and there was one other. I know Babe Ruth had a couple. Yeah, the, the Adventures of Babe Ruth. Uh-huh. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll put together that collection, and that'll help fill up the CD. <laughs> well, 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 we will be creating a sport CD, and I imagine it'll become a popular item. Patricia's going to have to make copies of it. Yeah, you have to make copies of it. I know. I will keep them separated into a folder, and when someone calls and says, I want Fred's CD, I'll have it all ready for them. I'm going to ask Walden a question since he knows all the answers. Uh-oh. I was thinking about this the other day, and I know the Major League Baseball has got some stuff on their website. Yeah, right. 
is there any existing recordings of old games broadcasts? Yes. Where would you have access to something like that? Uh, I think they're on our website. I have... I can I'm, get them. Yeah, Patricia can get them. I, I'm ordering a 1934 World Series game from the Yankee Detroit, from Jerry. Um, I have... Uh, 1939 Cleveland Indian Washington baseball without with uh uh Walter Johnson as the announcer. I have there are World Series games. I can get a lot of those because I can get those off the Major League Baseball website. Uh huh. What about like old college football games, I, boxing matches? Yep, there, there are those. I have boxing matches to go from the 30s. I think Patricia can fight with Joe Lewis. That would be cool. You know, I bet she... Another homework assignment? I know. Oh, man, you guys are playing I know. tonight. I know. Here, there are boxing match. There are college football games. I have, in my collection, I have the Army Notre Dame game with Bill Stern, the 0-0 tie from 1946. And, oh, wow. And, and Bob, Bob Hope come running in late to do the guess, and he missed the halftime. So Bill Stern is talking to Bob Hope while they're kicking off the third quarter. Oh, that would be cool. You know, so that's available out there on the net. Um, I have the 1936 Olympics. That would be cool. Yeah, uh, I have... Um, what... He's telling you what he has. <laughs> what I can get for you. He's telling you what he has in his file. But, but I will, eventually someday I'll be able to email those to Patricia and we'll add all this. But she can find some of this stuff. Okay. This, this will be good. Well, I just thought that would be kind of neat if there was enough of it out there. That maybe someday in the future, I know Bill says no sports. Well, I think no we're, sports I, I know there are websites out there that has them, and I think Patricia is going to be learning sports. Patricia is doomed is what's <laughs> happening here. Okay, Fred. Um, you've, you have suffered enough this week. I know that you've, you've had a difficult couple of weeks with what oh. you've been dealing with, and I will do my best on my end to make it a better week for you. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> I will do that, and uh, you can tell me what grade I got, okay? I will listen to it as soon as I get it. All right. All right. Fred, thank you, and thank you so much for the summer remembery. That was really cool about the boat. Thank you for doing that. Well, it was one of my best memories, so. Oh, no, I'm glad. Okay. Thanks so much for calling. You guys have a nice night. You too, Fred. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fred done something I want to do someday. I've always wanted to go spend time on a boat. Oh, really? Yeah. One of my goals, I would love to go down the Mississippi River. Oh, that's right. On a paddle Darn boat. Wheel. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Darn wheeler. Yeah, we've often talked about a family sometime maybe going up to Canada and taking the train across the, the country. And Mom thought the next time we ever go to Europe, it'd be best to just go by boat. And that way you... Vis- you can't go to Europe by train. I know that. Yeah. Well, you can do it when you're in Europe, but... Yeah. But I'm, not, it, I'm, good on, I'm not good on geography, but I know <laughs> you can't take a train to Hawaii and you can't take a train to Europe. I don't think they go underneath the water, no. no. Um, See? Yeah. I'm improving. You're good. I'm improving. You're so, good. Okay, we want summer memories. We want vacation memories. What kind of games did you play in the summertime when school was out, uh, elementary school and high school? Did you have a really super summer vacation experience or memory? Any products you remember from summertime? 
uh, games that you play, uh, toys or anything at all. And we do have trivia tonight. And Walden? I'm ready. I'm going to give out a phone number, and then you get yourself ready. All right. Okay, 714-545-2071. And if somebody calls within the next 12 seconds, Walden is temporarily off the hook. But I have another two-part question for you. 12, 11, <laughs> 10. You're doomed. 9, <laughs> 8. Seven. You're going slow. Six. <laughs> five. Four, three, two, one. Four, three. <laughs> okay. We have a Lone Ranger episode to talk about. I should have saved this for next week because it's from August 13th. But the Lone Ranger episode from August 13th, 1941, is titled Son of Silver. I'm going to set this up and then get into the question. Silver, mm -hmm. the premise of the story, Silver runs away, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, and he winds up in Wild Horse Valley. Now, the Lone Ranger and Tonto are out tracking down Silver, and they never mention what kind of a horse the Lone Ranger was on when Silver was gone. But they came into um, a, a ranch with a couple, an elderly couple, and they knew the Lone Ranger. And Tonto and the Lone Ranger said they thought they knew what was troubling Silver. And in the end, it turned out that Silver has a, a son, a two-year-old colt, mm -hmm. that looks just like the horse Silver, except for one distinguishing mark. There is something that sets this horse aside from his father. At the end of the show, the Lone Ranger gives this colt to the person they were talking with at the outset, and the, that person and the Lone Ranger and Tonto went off after the bad guys, but the person, the man's horse, was killed saving the Lone Ranger's life. So the Lone Ranger gave this man the colt. Now, you figure that one out. I mean, the colt was that's a wild horse. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's what happened, the Lone Ranger. But he had two provisos. The first one said he wanted to name the horse, and the second was that if anything ever happened to Silver, he wanted to be able to come back and ride this horse. And that was fine. So now you just know what these two questions uh -huh. are. The first one is, what was the mark that distinguished the colt from his father, Silver? Well, these are going to be guesses. So I'm going to say a ring around the eye. <laughs> this is a horse, not a dog. <laughs> Try one more time. Uh, I see here. Funny. Um, <laughs> Imagine a majestic horse running around with a circle around his <laughs> eye. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I, I like the idea. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> I think of Petey <laughs> from the from the Howard Gang kids with a circle around his eyes. <laughs> Little doggy. Yeah. Up. Well, I see the mane. The mane of the horse is, is, is extra long. No. The tail wags. <laughs> the tail wags, no. <laughs> and that was, that was a very hard one. Right. Um, do you want the answer? Of course I do. Oh, okay. I mean, no, no, wait, 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 wait a minute. I have a better idea. What? Let's give it out to the audience. Oh, this is a good one, yes. Yeah, so if you know, if you, if you, can, if you can help Weldon at a time in need, <laughs> you, you are a hero of the day. 714 545 2071. I need help. 
There was something different about this colt that was Silver's son. This colt is Silver's son. Mm -hmm. He looks just like his daddy, except for this one feature. Just one distinguishing feature. Mm -hmm. oh. I'm going to help you, Walden. Hello, Carl. Have you helped me out? You know, I lost your reception on my iPhone and on my radio. Oh. Uh-oh. Well, uh -oh. well, you want to see which way you want to click on, see if we're up on the internet? Yes, yes. Yeah, we'll see if not, then I will call Texas and get it reestablished here. Hold on, I gotta do this in little steps. It's, Ron, this is really neat of you to call in and let us know because it does happen periodically. It's just coming up now, hold on. Do, 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 do. Yeah, just keep talking in case some. I. Pepsi Cola. She really asked you a hard question that time. I know. She is just something else. And But Silver was not a boy horse, right? Yeah, Silver was a boy horse. Yeah, he was a boy horse. It's connecting for me here. And I guess I'm going to call Dallas. Wait, hang on. And, uh. It's not even saying that. Okay, we're going to call that. It's not even buffering, right? Oh, good. No, it's not buffering, and it's not even saying off the air or anything. It just will not connect. Okay, well, why don't I, Ron, why don't I let you go, and I'll call Texas, and they'll go down and hook us up. Well, yeah, you could, but I, I, I really want to see if you can get that answer. Well, then I, Patricia and I will stop. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, get the station hooked, and then that way we'll find out the answer. Okay. See, actually, I was saved by technology, everybody. You uh, were lost by technology. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. See, what put your act doesn't count. And nobody's listening. That's right. I, I wonder if iTunes is up. There we go with Ron. So we go ahead and uh, we put a little music on, everybody. Well, nobody's hearing us anyway, so who cares, right? Yeah, yeah, and then I can go make a cup of coffee. Okay, go do that. You want me? We go ahead and let you go, Patricia. And you go ahead and take a, a break. And you'll call me back. Uh huh. Cool. All right. Love is funny. It's quiet or it's mad. It's a good thing or it's bad. But beautiful Thinking 
and sunshine, listen you, don't you tell me dreams come true, just try it, and I'll start a riot, Beatrice Fairfax, don't you dare, ever tell me he I'm certain it's the final curtain. I never want to hear from any cheerful Pollyannas who tell you fate supplies a mate. It's all bananas. They're Songs of oh, love, but not for I'm me. Not. <laughs> Where are we at, Bill? A lucky star's above, yeah. but not for me. With love to lead the way, I found more clouds of gray than any. Broadway play could guarantee I was a fool to fall and get that way. Hi-ho, alas, and also lack a day. But still I can't dismiss the memory of his kiss. I guess he's not for me.
used to lie awake and wonder if there could be a someone in this wide, wide world meant for me. Now I see I had to save my love. Okay, we're back and up and running. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Never gave my love to you And through my lonely heart demanding it Cupid took a hand in I hadn't been anyone to Yesterday, tomorrow Some rain may fall But after all The sun is sure to follow So dry those eyes Get hip, get wise Today will be yesterday, tomorrow It's hard to lose Those Monday blues But I will show you how Tuesday will find you Your troubles so just pretend it's Tuesday now You'll agree philosophy like this ain't bad to borrow Today may seem a big bad dream But today will be yesterday tomorrow Yesterday, tomorrow Just dry those eyes Get hip, get wise Today will be yesterday, tomorrow It's hard to lose those Monday blues But I will show you how Tuesday will find you Your troubles behind you So just pretend it's Tuesday now You'll agree Philosophy like this Ain't bad to borrow Today may seem A big bad dream But today will be yesterday That's what you gotta say Today will be yesterday Tomorrow The party's over It's time to call it a day They've burst your pretty balloon And taken the moon away 
Just make your mind up The piper must be paid The party's over The candles flicker and dim You danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right Just being with him Now you must wake up All dreams must end Take off your makeup The party It's all